Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Another crazy week, another exciting week. Uh, Donald Trump, he keeps everything moving all over the world. Uh, I wish we didn't have him as president. I get very uncomfortable, and I'm sure most of you do, with all the things he initiates, starts, and screws up. Uh, I always worry that something is going to happen that he mishandles, and we're going to end up in a war. Because the man shoots from the hips, uh, and he doesn't care who he hurts, who he offends, and he doesn't know what, what he's talking about uh, or what should be done when he does these things. He just acts without thinking. Having said all those nice things about our dear president, uh, let me share with you for a moment what we're going to be covering tonight. I'm going to, first thing, I'm going to talk about two good things that have happened uh, to the United States, for the United States, and Trump has nothing to do with either one, by the way, though that isn't the way it turned out at the beginning. Uh, I'm going to tell you about two different sex stories that are going to disgust you, shock you, and you're going to say, I don't believe it. That simple. I'm going to talk about a great television show from yesterday that I hope they bring back today or tomorrow. Absolutely going to talk about Trump and China's President Xi and the mess we're facing there. How about Kim Jong-un, President of North Korea? His brother got killed, if you remember, a few years ago in Malaysia. I'm going to talk about his brother's death and Kim Jong-un's responsibility, if any. There are now robotic dogs. The police are going to use robotic dogs. Uh, and they call the dog Skip, I think, or Stop, or something like that, Skip. Uh, and more. So, let's start. We are enjoying here in the United States an oil boom. I don't know when we enjoyed one uh, in the past. There must have been a day, but not in my day, I'm, I, I fear. Uh, but right now, we are in an epic oil boom. It's because of the shale. We, we know how to take oil out of shale now. And we got all this oil that we're taking now, and we're having a great year. In fact, this year is going to be a record year for oil production in the United States. At the same time that we are in this record oil boom, that you know we're taking out more and more, and we have more and more oil, we're shipping oil to other countries, it's so good. OPEC, Saudi Arabia and those countries, they're going downhill. They don't have as much oil. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> They're going down. Remember, these are the people. Saudi Arabia, our friends, they give us $4 a gallon gasoline. You remember that? It was their fault and OPEC's fault, and they're the key persons or key country in OPEC. Uh, shouldn't be. $4 a gallon, would you believe? And then there uh, is 9-11. Many people to this day believe that Saudi Arabia was behind 9-11. I'm not making this up. Get on your read. Study a little history. Go on the Internet. Raise the issue. Uh, Saudi Arabia, 9-11, and see what you come up with. You'd be very in- you find it very interesting, you will be shocked. So that's the story there. I'm worried about something, though, about this gasoline thing. If we are producing so much gasoline, why are we... Why am I 
paying $3.10 a gallon for regular here in Key West. Was it less than a year ago? We were paying $2 a gallon. Now we're over $3 a gallon. If we're doing so well, why did the price go up a buck a gallon? And if it keeps going up like this, we're going to be at $4 a gallon again. Uh, I don't understand that. Uh, something does not make sense to me in that regard. The price of oil going gasoline going up since we are producing so much oil in record numbers. It should not be, which means perhaps, and I don't know for sure, that those who produce our oil in this country, the big oil companies, are strewn around like OPEC did for years with production, how many gallons a day, they're bringing it up, bringing it down to create a demand, supply and demand situation so the price will inch up. We'll see someday, we'll know. But right now I'm not happy, $3.10 a gallon. Moving on, now we're going to talk about, and this is something that's good too, uh, we're going to talk about plastics. We're in a, uh, a time when plastic bags, plastic bottles, plastic straws, all these things are no-nos now because it's been established that plastics are ruining our our, our land, our air, everything. They, they end up in our ocean. They, it takes forever to, they're not biodegradable, so they screw everything up, the fish, the birds, and everything else. And all kinds of bad things are happening because of uh, plastic, so we got to get rid of this. I noticed at Publix the other day, they now have paper bags. You pick paper bags, but they're right out there on display, or plastic bags. Uh, so we're moving that way. What do you do with all the plastics? Well, this is the interesting thing. Washington State University just completed a study. Washington State University. They have made, and they've just announced this this past week, and they're all excited. They have made jet and diesel fuel from plastic bags, straws, and bottles. Plastic waste. They've used plastic waste to make jet and diesel fuel. Okay? Now, uh, and what they do basically, and this isn't the total process, but my, 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 I don't know anything about making oil. I'm not an engineer. But basically what they did was they melted the plastic waste at a high temperature with activated carbon, and it produces jet and diesel fuel, which means hopefully we'll be able to have jet fuel and diesel fuel cheaper down the road when they finalize whatever they're doing here, because I don't think cost factors have come out yet, what it would cost to do this. But it's interesting that we are moving in that direction, and it may help alleviate the plastic waste situation. Now we're going to New York State. We're going to talk about prostitution. If you recall, last week I mentioned that Mexico City uh, had decriminalized sex work. In other words, prostitutes would, would no longer be considered uh, criminals or violating the law. Uh, they could go out and do their work, earn their money. They're going to pay taxes on it, but they could have pension plans, uh, health insurance, and all that stuff grouped together. It was announced yesterday that in the state of New York, a bill was introduced in, our, in the New York State Legislature yesterday to decriminalize in New York State sex work. Sex work decriminalized. 
just like in Mexico City. Recall, I wrote a major article on this, oh, seven, eight years ago, how Germany decriminalized in Boston, Boston, Berlin, had become the sex capital of the world, replacing Bangkok, uh, and because they were going to make money off of it, the German government thought. They would tax the prostitutes. The only trouble was uh, supply and demand again, and it didn't work out effectively for them. In any event, I don't want to get into Germany and sex tonight, but here's the story. Uh, a group of lawmakers introduced the bill yesterday. There was a coalition that was formed several years ago in New York called Decrim New York. These may be some uh, prostitutes or people who are supportive of women who pro- have to prostitute themselves to survive. Uh, they say sex work is work. You know, you think it's easy to go out and sell your body, but they don't fear it. They know what they're doing. These are, these are people who are mature. They may be 18, 20, but they're mature. Uh, and they can make more money doing this than selling hamburgers at McDonald's or working in a department store. And they can take better care of their children, live in a better home, and help send their children to college. They couldn't do it if they were not prostitutes. That's simple. That's the position they take. Now, there is an element here that has to be dealt with, and I'm talking about those who are minors that run away from home. They end up in a big city like New York. Uh, They get a pimp. They get into drugs. They get into all kinds of bad things, and they're used and abused. That's a separate issue that has to be dealt with. But overall, the move is on in New York State to decriminalize prostitution. Now, Let me say this to you. Prostitution right now in New York State is not a big deal. It's only a misdemeanor, punishable by up to three months in jail, and a fine of up to $500. That's nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, Also in New York State, though, at the present time, the law does not support solicitation. In other words, the man, they're called Johns in the business. The John who goes up to the woman on the street corner and says, hey, can I have some fun, how much, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They face jail and fines also in New York State. It's illegal to solicit for sex in New York. That'll go. That'll be gone. The the state of New York under this new law, if it is adopted at some point, uh, considers under the law sex, to be consensual, and they refer to it as the consensual sale of sex. Interesting. Now I want to talk about sex again. I'm giving you a tool of everything tonight. What I'm going to share with you now is not nice. Uh, There's a touch of humor to it, more disgusting than anything else, and abhorrence. Why it happens, none of us know. It's a disgrace, and it's a shame. I'm going to start first with a pastor, not Catholic. It isn't only Catholics that do bad things sexually, Catholic priests, not only Catholic priests. But this was a pastor in the Elizabeth Presbytery, Elizabeth Presbytery, and he was accused recently of sexually abusing numerous men. Not children. I'm not saying children. I'm saying adult men of all ages. And here was the the gambit. This was the game. 
uh, he would tell the men somehow they trusted him, and he would tell the men that they had an evil spirit within themselves, and it needed to be exorcised from their bodies, and he was able to do it. He would line them up with no clothes on, and he would go along and orally copulate each one. He would swallow the ejaculate and make a showing of it to the individual who provided him with it, and right after the, he swallowed the ejaculate, he would spit out into a bag or into the palm of his hand a tiny metal ball and say, this is what you had in you. This, is the, this contains the evil spirit, and this is what I have removed from you. And these men bought it. They bought it. These are adult men. They're doing this, okay? And then he would put his tongue in their mouth. Sorry to be so descriptive, but I can't believe this. And these men are lined up doing this uh, to see if there are any evil spirits hidden in their mouths. Well, somebody got wise to this. Three people complained to start this situation. In April 2018, last year, just a little over a year ago, uh, the church, the Elizabeth Presbytery, learned of three people and these people have been arrested, and though these situations went back to 1999, there are about 30 others that have been reported cases of this nature to the church who investigated the, the charges, not the police. The, the, the church investigated them initially. They oversaw the investigation, and they found each one of the 30-odd complaints to be credible. An adult man with adult men. Now we go to something we're a little more familiar with. We're going to St. Louis. This past week in a Catholic church with a Catholic priest in St. Louis, the priest pled guilty to molesting two young boys. He did this initially. He pled guilty this past week. The investigation is larger. To molesting two young boys between 1991 and 1994, uh, this, this, the end is the bad part of it. This is bad, but the end is worse. And what he did was, and they found there over the past 25 years, he's done this to at least 30 other boys. These are boys, little boys. We're talking about pedophilia now. He made them dress like baby Jesus in a diaper and, before molesting them. And he told the parents, Believe it. He told the parents and he told the children that they were going to be involved, uh, participants in some religious pageant. So the parents let him do it, and the kids let him do it, and everybody was happy until he started molesting them. Uh, and he's been doing it for years. It comes out. Now we find out this: that back in the 1980s a pedophilia charge was brought against him. He was a priest at the time. He was, uh, he had a church, or he's working at a church in Chicago. He was charged, convicted, and spent five years in jail. When he got out of jail, the Catholic Church took him back. They took him back, okay? A known pedophile. Gets worse. Since that time, the priest has been caught three different times in three different states by the bishops 
by the archbishops, perhaps a cardinal. He has been caught by his own hierarchy for pedophilia play, fooling around with young boys. And each time, you know what the church did? These three times, he's already served five years in jail in the 1980s. I got to smile when I say this. You can't believe it. They can't make these things up. Each time the church did not boot him in the last three times, didn't throw him out of church. Uh, They didn't report him to the authorities, which is what they should do. Instead, they moved him to a parish in another state. The man has had three different parishes in three different states where he has played or performed pedophilia. He has orally abused and molested young boys because baby Jesus, they were going to play the part of baby Jesus in a pageant. Okay, remember the Sopranos, Tony Soprano? Uh, This was the mafia in New Jersey. Tony Soprano was the head of the mafia in New Jersey. It was a terrific series. I think it lasted 10 or 12 years. Uh, And the last time uh, the uh, series performed or had a show was in 2007. And in the last episode, Tony Soprano, his wife, and his two children were sitting in a diner somewhere in New Jersey, and the show ended. Now, you're left there thinking, what happened to them? Did some people come in and shoot them because everyone always wanted to kill Tony Soprano? Or what happened? What happened to the family? I think it's a good time to bring the show back. You're not going to have Tony Soprano, the guy who played him. I forget his name. Great actor is dead. He died. He's died for real. Uh, but you, the kids now may be involved, they're older. I think it would make for an interesting story. They may not be mafia now. They may be involved in some sort of legitimate businesses. The mafia may come into play at some point. Who knows? But I think it's an interesting story uh, to renew. I hope it happens. want to talk about Donald Trump. Absolutely the worst president in the history of this country. The man's a bully. He's authoritarian. He doesn't know what he's doing. He shoots from the hip. He lies, 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 lies. And half of America seems to accept it. Uh, he's going to get us in big-time trouble at some point. Uh, I keep fearing that he's going to adversely affect us in our relationship with some country. He's not going to care. He's going to go to war with us. And, which is, and the war will be here as well as there because now everyone has missiles that can reach our shores from wherever their country is, okay? And we blow each other up. Now, we have the tariff war going with China now for a few months. If you recall, uh, we, it ended two weeks ago or last week, this big conference in Washington. People came from China and our people sat down and they negotiated and negotiated because these tariffs are killing the United States, I want to tell you right now. I mean, this, wait, our Midwest farmers, who mostly were Republicans in 2016, who mostly, I think, are going to vote Democratic in 2020, they're hurting big time. The soybeans they grew last year. The wheat, the corn, and all the stuff they used to sell to a broker who then turned around and sold it to the accounts that he had in China. They, were, they had good cash flow. They were happy. Everyone's making money. All of a sudden, 
Trump imposes the tariffs. China can't afford to buy our products. So now China's buying the soybeans, the wheat, and the corn from uh, Russia, from places in, from Brazil, and another country in South America. And if we ever resolve this problem we have with China, do you think they're going to come back and buy from us like they did before? In the meantime, the farmers didn't sell their, their produce, their soybeans, et cetera, last year. Fortunately, you can store and save for a long period of time soybeans, corn, and wheat. And they've got this stuff in barns and warehouses out in the ground covered with tarpaulins. And, but they're not making any money. They made no money last year. Uh, now comes this year. Farmers have to, no matter how much money they're making, they always go to the bank to borrow money to plant this year's crop. They didn't get reimbursed for last year's crop because they didn't sell any. This year, some of them went back because they're believing they're performing a patriotic duty because their president, Donald Trump, told them, you got to help me. you got to take a beating for a while. This is the only way we're going to straighten China out, and they have. And some of them, many of them still believe in him. How? I don't know. But these people now, when they went to the bank... Uh, some of them went to buy, and they couldn't get the money because they didn't pay last year. Some of them couldn't pay the money they owed or on their farm mortgages, and banks are foreclosing on them. The banks don't care. They're not good American citizens. Uh, everybody's taking a beating, and these are Trump's people, and they believe in him. Anyhow, President Xi of China, Trump says, and I quote, I have a great relationship with Zai. He's actually an incredible guy. He had him down to Mar-a-Lago, remember, six months ago. They played golf. Uh, Zai ate chocolate cake. He thought it was terrific. Never had such good chocolate cake that Trump's operation made. Anyhow, China's not talking to us right now. We're not talking to China. China's irritated. Don't blame them. I don't care what the hell the screwing was back and forth. This is carrying it a step too far, like a bridge too far. China's hurting, just as we're hurting. We're hurting worse right now. China will take the beating because Oriental people, Asians, pride, I call it face, is more important than anything else. Trump has stepped on them. He's pushed their face in the mud, and they are mad at him. And they will get their way or they will get even, Okay. Now, there was a meeting in Osaka, Osaka, Japan, uh, on the 28th and 29th of June. And it's a G20 meeting. Something like leaders of 19 countries will meet, and they discuss economic problems and other problems. Trump will be there. Trump isn't sure that Xi's going to show up because Xi's mad at Trump. And he figures, screw him, I'm not going to show up. I don't want to talk to Trump. Okay? Well, Trump, Big Mouth Trump said a couple of days ago, okay, that Xi better show up. And if Xi doesn't show up at the G20 meeting, I've got another $300 million in tariff I can impose on China, and I will do it. He says it in that tone of voice. And the very next breath, he says, he's an incredible guy. We're friends, just like he's friends with, what's his name, Jong uh, Un, Kim Jong Un in North Korea, his buddy. Sends me love letters. He's building nuclear weapons and missiles over there. And Trump walked away saying, we have a deal. Uh, anyhow, that's the story. And uh, I, I, I am concerned. Zai uh, may show or he may not show. He may show and he may not talk to Trump. Would serve Trump right if Zai turned his back on him. 
this is a bad situation. It should not have gotten this far. It's no different than this Mexico situation. Trump, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I didn't think we had these problems with Mexico. We've got a border problem. We've had the border problem for years. It never got out of hand like this. Trump has made it get out of hand by the way he handled it. That's simple. And if you don't understand that or believe it, something's wrong with you. Now, Trump creates the problem. Now he's going to impose tariffs on them. They're our biggest trading partner. We are their biggest trading partner. we got a kumbaya relationship, except for where Trump screws it up. So now we negotiate. It's a last-minute thing. A decision is made either late Friday night or Saturday morning. We have a deal. Well, no one's sure what the deal is. They signed a two-page agreement. We haven't seen the two-page agreement yet, okay? Now it comes out, two things come out in the last couple of days. One, all the things that China, I'm sorry, that Mexico agreed to, they had agreed to several months ago. This was all a done deal three or four months ago, and now they put it in writing to make it look like it's a new deal so Trump can say, look what I did, I won, they're going to do this, this, and that. And Mexico said, hey, this was agreed before, this is old stuff. Uh, There's one other thing here, and... What is it with Mexico? I have a temporary lapse of memory. It happens, my friends, when you get to be 83. Uh, Well, Lewis, what else, what else, what else with Mexico here? Oh, Trump says there is a separate written agreement, one page, and it says what this extra deal is. If everything else fails, I got something else I can use against them in 90 days. But I'm not going to tell you what it is till the 90 days are up or Mexico says I can do it. And today, while he's going to his uh, helicopter at the White House, he pulls a piece of paper out of the inside of his jacket pocket and says to the press, here is that letter, but I'm not going to read it to you until Mexico says it's okay, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't know what the hell it says. It, It may be blank. It may have printing on it. I don't know. But I can't believe it says anything that Trump says it's going to say because he always lies, especially with regard to these major deals. So he's got the whole thing screwed up in Mexico, too. That's all. But he better watch out for China. Russia's on China's side. Xi's tough guy. You know, we're considered the strongest nation economically and militarily. We may be economically, militarily, I don't know anymore. I think China may be ahead of us because for the last six or seven years, they've spent their money building uh, naval war, building naval war vessels, I think 350 or 400 of them. They built islands where none existed in the China Sea and made islands where there's nothing. No, there's nothing. They created the islands somehow. Now they have airfields. And they've got all this military stuff. And we haven't kept up because we're fighting these little wars. That's where we're spending our money. China don't get involved in little wars. They're smart. They put their money into making themselves stronger for real. Anyhow, that's what's going on there. Uh, Wall Street Journal. This morning, yesterday morning, Wall Street Journal, North Korea leader, Trump's in love with him, writes me love letters. He says, Kim Jong-un has had a brother, an older brother, Kim Jong-nam. They had the same father, different mothers. Somehow, the younger one, Un, becomes president, runs North Korea. His half-brother was in a Malaysian airport uh, a year or two ago, and two women came up to him and smeared his face with a handker- handkerchiefs uh, that were wet with 
a nerve agent called VX. Kum Jong Nam died right away. Now, it's, it's thought that Kim Jong Un, the head of North Korea, killed his brother. Nobody knew why. Because the brother wasn't trying to take over the government. Why did he kill his brother? Well, the Wall Street Journal said they came across information, they, they printed yesterday, that Kim Jong-nam, the man who got killed, was an informant for the CIA. Not only was he an informant for the CIA, he was an informant for the China Security Service, the Security Service of China. And he thought that is why he was done in. Robotic dogs. We've got robots, too, in every. Why not a robotic dog? Robotic dogs have been developed by the Boston Dynamics Company to be utilized with police work. Instead of using a real dog, you use a robotic dog. They can do everything, open doors, smell drugs, and everything else. The dogs are called Spot, okay? And Spot's going to take the place of real dogs. Uh, they introduced Spot at a conference in Las Vegas last week, and Boston Dynamics said they'll be ready for sale in a couple of months. They're right now doing some final tweak. That's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed doing the show. I thank you for joining me every week. I thank you for sharing the story of the show with your friends because as I keep saying, my numbers keep going up every week. I find it hard to believe. Uh, I love doing the show, and I'm glad you enjoy uh, listening to it. And so I'm going to bid you a good night. I'm going to bid you a good night now from Key West, Florida. Lovely place, my friend. You ever get a chance, come down here and visit us. <laughs>